Thank God for you being here. Thank God for the ones that are on the way. We're glad to see Sister Larry all the way from the highway <laughs> here with us today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. And at this time, we're going to give you a moment to get your Bibles, your pens, and your pads ready as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord. Amen. And as we know, we've been talking about the body of Christ. We've been talking about the church. Amen. Amen. That the church, that's us. That, that's us. Amen. This is the worship center. This is the conference center. But we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Amen. 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 So at this time, we're going to ask you to stand and we're going to do our declaration. And then we're going to get ready to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because this is 2024. Amen. Amen. This is still 2020. We got a long ways to go. Amen. 2024. 2024. The year of the restart. The year of the restart. A fresh new beginning. A fresh new beginning. In my life. In my, life. In my serving. In my serving. And my giving. And my giving. This year. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will restore, will restore my, years, my years, my health, my health and, prosper me and prosper me financially. 2024, 2024 the, year of restoration, the year of restoration, healing and increase, healing and increase in my life, in my, life, in my, home, in my home, my church, my church and, my and my children's lives. Daniel 2, Daniel 2 20, 20 through 22. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Now, if you've been keeping a journal, we've been talking about the body of Christ. We actually started with talking about um, the gifts of the spirit, the prophetic. We started talking about the prophet Isaiah. Uh, we talked about just, we just kind of touched on some of the prophecies that he prophesied. He prophesied 800 years before the birth of Christ. And then they, they, he didn't call himself this, but the scholars called him the eagle eye prophet because he saw even past his time, the birth of Christ on into when the tribulation would take place. Amen. So this morning, we're going to touch on just a few things to kind of bring everything into perspective with us being the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. So we want to emphasize this word. If you're keeping a journal for SoundCloud, we're going to be talking about the dispensation of the church. The dispensation of the church. All right. Thank you, Jesus. So when we look at that word, we're going to look into what that means in just a minute, but we want to look at two foundational scriptures concerning what we're going to be talking about this morning. And, and I want you to put your hand on your heart, and I want you to say to yourself, I am, I am the, church. the church. Say, it's not the bricks, it's not the bricks. Or, the or the mortar. Say, I, I am, am the church. Said the church, the church is, the is the body in the earth, in the earth of Christ. Of Christ. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, most people think that the church <laughs> is going to be here forever. Uh, that is not true. All right. Let me tell you why the Lord allowed me to label this the dispensation of the church or the body of Christ being in the earth. I want you to hear this right, right about now. Dispensation means a period of time during which people are tested in respect to their obedience to a specific revelation of God's will. Listen at that. God's will and revelation during this time has a beginning and an ending. It will change. And it is a suspension of a sentence. Okay? It's a suspension of a sentence. So basically, in the Old Testament, they did not know about the church. They didn't, they didn't understand that Christ was going to come and die on the cross for the sins of everybody, Jew and Gentile. A Jew is or people who are born from Jewish descent. A Gentile is anybody that has not yet accepted <coughs> Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, okay? So they, they didn't see that Jesus was coming to die for everybody, Jews and Gentiles alike. The only thing they read in the Old Testament is that he was coming to set up a kingdom. They didn't understand that that kingdom was going to be spiritual. They didn't understand that at the beginning, that kingdom was going to begin in the hearts of mankind, not out in the open. They didn't understand that he was going to call out from the Jews and the Gentiles uh, by the Holy Spirit. He was going to call people to confess him as Lord and make up the body, make up his body, make up his church. Amen? Amen. So, thank you, Jesus. We want to look at two scriptures. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 5. We're laying a foundation. It's important to know who we are. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Romans chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 9. And it reads, when you get it, say amen. amen. Okay, so, and it reads, much more than being now justified by his blood. Listen at this. This is, very, this is key. We should be saved from wrath through him. I want you to look at that scripture real good. Because a lot of times when you start talking about the judgments of God, people are all over the place and they don't understand why a loving God, a merciful God, would bring judgment or even wrath. But Isaiah saw the time of the tribulation and the great tribulation. Now I need you to understand something. 
The reason why there's going to be a tribulation and a great tribulation and there's going to be the wrath of God is because remember, right now, we're in the dispensation of the church. And we just said it means a period of time. It's a period of time. Watch this. During which people are tested. So as the voice of the Holy Spirit is going out and making the call to everybody that's unsaved, backslidden, come on, to come in, to come in. Oh, my God. It's it's like a Noah's Ark. (laughs) And people don't understand that. They think they got all the time in the world to, to run into the church. And then some people do run into the church, and all they want is a blessing. They, they don't want to become the body of Christ. They don't understand that eventually this is all going to be over. Amen. They think they're going to keep singing in the choir. They think they're going to keep ushering. They're going to keep being on their little uh, auxiliaries. Thinking they're going to keep coming and going to sleep in church. Keep coming and playing church. Uh, you know. And for all you boredom people, I'm so bored with church. I'm so bored with Pastor Ant. Don't worry, it's going to end. It'll be over. It's a dispensation of the body of Christ. It's a period of time. People are being tested now. Will you obey the call? It's a call of love. It's a call of safety. It's a call to gather in to make up the body of Christ, to make up the church. And God is saying, who going to answer the call? Like Isaiah them said, Isaiah said, who has believed our report? So we preaching, we teaching, come on. Uh-huh. Who's believing it? Who's, he says this is in respect to your obedience to a specific revelation of God's will. This is the will of God. Amen. But it has a beginning and an ending. Therefore, since we are now through the blood of Christ justified, acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God. You need to understand that there was a time when we were alienated from the Lord. Our sins separated us from God. Oh, but it did. And so for those of us who want to run in the church, you want to get saved, but you want to do your thing on Monday through Saturday, those sins alienate you from the Lord. They alienate you you from the power of God. He shot high. Yeah, Lord, I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach it. Yeah. And brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood. How much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and the wrath of God to come? What wrath? Wrath against all that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's why you ought to be living it, body of Christ. You ought to be letting your light so shine so that men and women, boys and girls, can see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. You ought to live it. And every now and then when the Holy Spirit gives you leeway, you ought to testify. You ought to share it, not just behind these walls, but out here in this world. People need to know that Jesus is alive, and he's alive in you. 1 Peter chapter 2. That word is key. 
He wants to save us from the wrath to come. Somebody say, oh, my Lord, save me. I won't be caught up in that wrath. I will not be left behind. No, no, no. And I'm not going to let no situation bind me. Nothing. Push me in a corner and keep me there where my mind is not quickened and awoke to the fact Jesus is coming back. You can get caught up in this presidential election if you want to, but you ought to see what's happening. And I, and I heard, you know what? A lot of times when God tells me to say something, I say it in faith. And so just the other day, I heard a, I call them renowned preachers because I feel like, you know, they're much older than me, much wiser than me. So I said they're renowned. So I heard a renowned preacher say this, that a lot of times elections through God are chosen due to the hearts of the people. Let me show you how that connects with something God had told me. When President Biden got in the White House, God spoke to me out in the yard. I was cleaning up in the flower bed. And the Lord said, and I was just saying, Lord, please have mercy upon us. Please don't let him get elected. I know, don't run out to church. I understand. I'm not for gay marriage. I'm not for killing babies. That junk running so rampant. Anyway, we, that's a whole other message. So I'm out in the yard, and I'm just, I said, Lord, please have mercy upon us. And so after a while, things got quiet and the Lord spoke to my heart and he says, they don't want mercy. I say, what? He says, so I'm going to give them what they want. So I heard this minister yesterday say, sometimes elections are, 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 are dependent upon the hearts of the people. And I just said, that. I said, Lord, I've never heard anybody say that. I said, thank you for that, Lord. Because that's what you told me. That's what you told me, and it confirms what God told me. And he also said this. He says, so now, if the one gets in there that you didn't want, then God had his hand in it for a reason. But I'm telling you, they got a plan. Y'all may well go. So I, I told the Lord, I don't even know if I want to go to the voting poll, because I already know. Amen. I just need to anchor down, stand on the declaration, Stay under the blood of Jesus. Stay under the name of Jesus and let the Lord take me on through. It's all about the sin. It's all about the sin. I'm telling y'all, it's all about the sin. S-I-N. It's all about being going against God's word. All right, okay, okay. I'll leave that little sacred cow alone. Vote for whoever you want to vote for. I'm voting for Jesus. These folks these folk crazy. These folks crazy. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Got to lay this foundation. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad I'm in the church. I'm so glad I'm in the church with the word going forth. Hello? Everybody worried about chandeliers in the church and three-inch carpet. Baby, I want to make sure God is in the church. Amen. I said, I want to make sure the spirit is in the church. Amen. You can go find all of that, but it's the spirit of the Lord in the church. Amen. All right, okay, okay. First Peter 2 and 9. Look what it says, body of Christ. All right now, 
You've been justified, you've been acquitted, you've been made righteous and brought into right relationship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ to save us from the wrath that's on the way. Oh, it's coming. It's already really happening. It's sad out here. It's sad. It's sad. So anyway, 1 Peter 2 and 9, he says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praise of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's who we are, body of Christ. We've been redeemed. We've been justified. How? Not by our good works, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every other religion does not deal with our sin. Only Christianity deals with your sin. Every other religion tells you you're going anyway, and then they don't even know where you're going. They don't even know where you're going. They just say you're going. Some of them say you're going to a paradise where you can have anything you want. The devil crazy. Chosen. Race, royal, royal priesthood, dedicated nation, God's own purchase, special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you'll be surprised at the people sitting up in here right now still in sin. I get on God's dance flow. But when the word was preached and the word found me, it was, yes, Lord. These people today, boy, they bold. They bold. The church of Jesus Christ is 2,000 years old. And if we really put it into perspective, the church is 2,024 years old. That's a long, it, it got many more years to go, but still 2,000 years and 24 years, that's a long time to be saying, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, join my body, come to me. The church, the body of Christ has been given a time to work in the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't have but a time. Let me give you the time frame so you'll know it. You might want to jot this down. Here's the time frame of the body, the church working in this earth. And when I say work, I'm talking about living this thing. I'm talking about when you walk out here into this earth, people can look at you and know there's a difference. You don't even have to open your mouth. They know there's a difference. They know you different. They know you walking it. They know you in the word. It's over, Anna. Come on, let's go. It's over. This is over. 
Ha! Yellow that elbow shot. Ah. A time to work in her. Here's your time frame. From Pentecost to the rapture of the saints. Now, we all know Pentecost is about 2,000 years old. That's when the Holy Ghost came into the earth. That's when the Spirit of the Lord came into the earth after Jesus Christ shed his blood. We began the holy days beginning the 1st of March. You say, what are the holy days, Pastor? It is those days where we celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection. That's why I said March is going to be very important. Very important. Because we're going to celebrate. But it's 2,000 years old. And we still have people that are not saved. We still have people that are standing at crossroads. They have not made a decision. We still have people got one foot in the church and one foot in the world. And they think it's all right. The first three chapters of the book of Revelation describe the church age. Now listen to me good. Go ahead and turn over to the book of Revelation. Somebody said we're in the dispensation of the church. Say it's only a period of time. Say so we're being tested in respect to our obedience to a revelation of God's will. Say, so, but it has a beginning and an ending. Come on in, come on in, come on in. So the first three chapters, that's chapter one. Chapter 2 and chapter 3, I'm going to show you some. Chapter 3 of the book of Revelation describe the church age from the time of the apostles until the rapture. Uh-huh. Beginning with chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, the subject, listen at this because it's written in there. It really is. The subject turns and it begins to say it is things which must take place after this. Well, after what? After God dealt with the churches. Now, listen at this. When God gave the apostle John revelations to write to the churches in the first three chapters of Revelation, that those messages was not just to those churches. Those messages hit every church from the time that the church started all the way up until now. Meaning, in every church, you got some folk like that. In every church, you got some folk like that. And the Lord, in every last one, he said, I got some stuff against you. I got some against you. I got, see, see, we can sit up in here and be all pious and, oh, God loves me. And because I do da 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 We, we, we get pious, but not me. I'm not going there with you. I can't go there with you. Lord, whatever I have done, whatever I have said, whatever I have thought, please forgive me. Cleanse me in your blood. My righteousness is nothing but Isaiah said that. He said our righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. We can't do enough to please God. The only thing that we can do to please God is, is, is accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. We got to get in Jesus. We got to get in Jesus and get under the blood of Jesus. 
So when we get ready to approach God, he doesn't see us. He see the blood. He see his son. He see the crucified Savior, the risen Lord upon our lives. She calling it in. He said, I'm calling it in, Anna. Oh, they coming. They coming. They coming. They coming. They coming for the word. 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 Come on, let's go. Shine for me. Shine for me. Things, let me show it to you. Go to chapter four. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, the apostle John wrote, After these I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. What was the door open? All right. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be wind. Hereafter, there's a definite break between chapters three and four. And from this point on, from watch this. And you have to go back and read it. You have to read it. It's really true. From this point on, once you get over into chapter four, the church is never mentioned as being on the earth. If you study the book of Revelation, from, from Revelation chapter 4 on, you'd hear no more about the church. See, we get it confused just because you see the word saints in Revelation. That's not us. That's the Old Testament saints. Uh-huh. No, no, no. We are the church. And it's so beautiful. He allowed me to find some information, but I can't go there right now. But I'm going to say this, too. We, we told you this earlier when we started the series. Not only are we the body of Christ, we are the bride of Christ. That's for another day. Okay? So you, you don't see church no more in Revelation. So where is the church? It's gone. It's been taken off the earth. That's why we live this thing every day. Because I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. You see, like there are signs of the time, there are no signs for the rapture. It can happen at any moment. It can happen when we finish the service today. It can happen as you sit down and have dinner this afternoon. And there are going to be many left behind that were sitting up in the church. Because they were playing church. Oh, you know, it's just so rough now. It's just so rough now. Well, baby, sir, ma'am, you missed the rapture. If you're going to go with Jesus, then you'll have to give your own life. You have to give your own life. You're going to be tortured. And you're talking about not being able to buy anything. All this buying you want to do. No, no, no. Revelation said, unless you got the mark of the beast. 666. And see, what you fail to understand, we're sitting around waiting for it to happen at our front door. It's happening already. They're making chips now. 
putting them in people now. The currency in Europe has already failed. Jesus, have mercy. Wake up. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Yes, souls coming. They coming. Oh, they coming. <laughs> they coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west to hear the word of God. They say we need the word, pastor. The church is never mentioned as being on earth. Once the saints have been translated to heaven, the Lord will resume his dealings with the nation of Israel. Then will begin the tribulation. It's in the Bible. This is a seven-year period in which the Lord deals with the Jewish people concerning their rejection of the Messiah. Those who turn to Christ during the tribulation will be saved to enter the glorious kingdom of Christ on earth. Hold that right now because we're going to show you the scriptures. You see, once the rapture takes place, you won't be sitting up here on flowery beds of ease eating honey and butter. No, once we are caught up, the Bible says, and we shall be with the Lord forevermore, we get our glorified bodies then. But we go before the throne of Christ in the heavens or wherever his throne is in that third heaven to be judged for what we did. That's why I can't listen to you. I can't listen to you. You ain't going to get me in no trouble. We will be judged for our works. How do we do this? And that's how we're going to be based on getting our crowns and our levels in the kingdom of God. Because he's going to open the books and he's going to say, well, let's see. Did you do the way I told you to do? Did you love the way I told you to love? See, loving sometimes means I got to take something from that other person. Sometimes they're going to cuss me out. Sometimes they're going to be very, very mean to me. But what I got to have is enough Holy Ghost in me to withstand the wind. So I won't, now I might go home and say, oh God, I don't want to talk to him no more. I don't want to be bothered no more. But after a while, just give me a few minutes, that Holy Ghost and the word and the blood of Jesus going to start coming up. And I'll be calling saying, do you need any dinner? Is you? And people say, you're crazy for that. It's God in me. It's the God in you. It's the God in you. It's the God in you. How much can you withstand? How much can you take? Can you really take? Because what we have to understand, God has to remind me over and over and over. They sick. How do you treat a patient? You don't go in there dogging them out. They already sick. They sick. You got to get your flesh and put it in your pocketbook. Get your flesh and put it in your wallet. This ministry shine for me, Anna. Oh, I'm going to preach. I don't care who you are. You don't, I, I'm not scared of you. I'm going to preach. And if you don't want to get your raggedy life together, that's going to be you. I said, that's going to be you. And you don't know how many blessings you forfeiting to. Uh-oh. 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 We have a period of time to work for the Lord. We are the body of Christ. We are the church in the earth. 
It's shining now. It's shining, it's shining, it's shining. It's shining. So we go, we, we caught up in the rapture. And we're going to get on that. But God hadn't allowed me, because I got the materials right now to teach it, preach it, whatever. But he won't, when he released me, I'm going in steps. I'm going the way he tell me to go. And so once we're caught up to meet the Lord, we go before and we have the judgment. That's where we get our crowns, our uh, 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 awards and things like that. Then after that is over, then we are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Guess who we're going to be marrying? Us. Because he's the head. We're his body. And he's been detached from his body for almost 2,024 years. And I don't know how many more years will be in between that. Because I believe everything God showed me. And when I was 86, the rapture had not taken place. You heard, see, you ain't, live, you ain't even heard that. See, I believe everything he showed me. I got journals on top of journals. But before I leave him, I'm going to burn them. Because there's some stuff in there they ain't going to understand. They ain't going to understand. What she mean I was acting this way? <laughs> it was a spirit. But I keep them to remind me so I can go back and read through. When things get so pressing on me, that's a spirit, Ann. That's a spirit. That's their old flesh acting up, and they don't want to do nothing with it. They in their flesh. That's not the spirit of God. That's not the spirit of God. That's not how the spirit of the Lord act. See, that's why I said I came from behind the mountain. Because behind the mountain, I was broken. I was made. And see, a lot of folk today, they won't shake bake. And I helped. They want to hurry up and jump up. And I'm ready to do what the Lord say. But you can't take nothing. You can't withstand nothing. Uh, I'm preaching. They don't know it, but I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching real good. The time that we spend in being caught up is seven years. Okay? Seven, why? Because that's the tribulation period. When all that is over, then we coming back with the Lord. And he's going to set up his millennium kingdom, which is going to reign for a thousand years. But it's a test. Because he's going to show man, Revelation said the devil going to be bound, it's in there, for a thousand years. But it's a test to show man, you always said it was the devil. You always said, oh, if these people would leave me alone, it ain't them, it's you. It's your old fallen nature that makes you act like you do and make you act up and make you act ugly and make you want to cuss somebody out and tear somebody off. So God said, I'm going to prove to man that you always needed me. It was never just the devil. It was you and your fallen nature. It's you. It's you. Stop it. It's messing you up. Because if you can't handle that, I stayed married 42 years. 42 years. And it wasn't always a bed of roses. But because of the Holy Ghost in me, I knew how to step back. I knew how to shut up. And love anyway. See, you on your training ground and don't even know it. 
and you keep flunking the test. I don't care if you don't want to hear it. That's going to be you. Don't call me in two years talking about why I ain't got my blessing. I'm preaching it now. Go back and listen to SoundCloud. Y'all make sure you date this one. Because I'm going to direct you back to uh, the last Sunday in February, 10.30 a.m., talking about the dispensation of the church. Go back and listen to it. So what's going to happen is during that time, that's not the eternal kingdom. If you read Revelation 20, that's the millennium kingdom. But when you get to 21, that's the eternal kingdom. So there'll be a thousand years before the eternal kingdom comes. What's going to happen during the millennium? People are going to still be getting married, having babies, and they will have a chance to either accept Christ all over again or reject him. But thank God, those who go in the rapture will have made it. <laughs> I don't ever. I don't. I was telling the Lord last night. He said, well, you could just turn around and start all over. I said, no, thank you. Keep me going forward. I want to get out of here. Never mind. Let me hush. No, thank you. Don't want no redos. So all them th that thousand years, people will be, be born, married, jobs, but yet Jesus will be back on the earth. And they'll have a chance to accept him as Lord and Savior. And do you know a lot of folk going to still reject Jesus Christ and he's going to be in the midst of them? And as soon, what did the Bible say in Revelation? As soon as the thousand years is over, the devil must be released. And do you know once he's released, people are going to pick right back up from where they left off with their foolishness in serving the devil, serving their flesh. That's amazing, isn't it? Because a lot of people say, well, if Jesus was right here, if Jesus was right here, I'd do right. No, you won't. Your nature is messed up. Your nature is messed up. You have a fallen nature. So that's why God had to do a regening of us. He had to give us a new gene, a new nature. But we don't always follow the new nature because I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. That's not the new nature. Okay, what you don't, don't, don't talk to me. Don't send me no letters. Don't call me. Don't write me. I don't want to hear it. Don't email me. Don't text me. That's your fallen nature. It's still there. That's why the Bible said we wrestle with it. The old nature, the new nature. But we got to learn how to obey the new nature and do it quickly. Amen. All right, don't worry, I'm going. I feel you. Let's see. But I'm going to tell you what God said. One thing you won't be able to say about me when I'm, when I'm gone uh, she, she told us the truth. Amen. Hello? Amen. Okay, if you don't like it. Listen what he says. So, in Revelation, chapters 1 through 3 are letters to the churches from Jesus Christ. These letters 
fit the description of churches throughout the church age in some way or another. After this, chapter 4 of Revelation deals with Christ's voice as a trumpet, calling the apostle up into heaven. Many Bible students believe that the apostles John, Apostle John's entrance into heaven is a picture of the church being raptured to be with the Lord. Now, let me show you what they're talking about. Because you, you compare, the Bible says we compare spiritual things with spiritual. Amen. So the Bible says, let's look at it again before we turn. Go to Revelation chapter 4. And the apostle John said, after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard, listen at what it says. It was as if it was a what? A what? A what? Doing what? Saying what? Now go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Come on. Come on. 1 Thessalonians. You remember at Mount Sinai? What did they say? When the people were brought to the bottom of the mountain, what, what was the first thing they said they heard? A trumpet. And what did it do? It waxed louder and louder, but the voice of God came up through. All right, now. Here we go. What you say to us, Lord? What you say? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 16, please. Confirmation. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Is that in your Bible? And the dead in Christ going to do what? They going to do what? Then we, which re then we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught what? What did John say? He was caught what? How did he get caught up? Because the Holy Ghost told him to do. What did God say? Come up hither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. In the book of Revelation, when the two olive trees are here witnessing in the last, last days, during the tribulation, the Bible says the people going to hate them so they're going to kill them. But they're going to leave their bodies laying in the street. But it's a type of the rapture when you hear God say, but the Lord, after three days, Hosea talks about the three days. That was the resurrection of Christ because it took the power of God to get Christ out the grave. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to them and the spirit of life came from God and entered into them. And the Holy Ghost, God himself said, come up hither. So you can't be raptured. You can be caught up. Just hold on. Hold on to First Thessalonians. Help me, Lord, preach your word today. Help me. Help me. Thank you, Jesus. Help me. Ooh, yes, Lord. Yes. Okay, here's your, here it is, because I'd like for you to see it. So from Revelation chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, go to Revelation 11 and hold on to 1 Thessalonians 4. They say this is Moses and... Uh, Elijah. 
No, no, not Moses. I'm sorry. Enoch. Enoch and Elijah. Not Moses. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because they say uh, Enoch was caught up and went on a chariot of fire. So was Elijah. They did. Now, even though they said they can't find Moses' body, he's still not a part of this witness. It's Elijah and Enoch. Okay? I wanted you to see this. Okay? Revelation 11. Help. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, verse 3, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy. They're going to declare a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. See how the world going to still be going on? But I'm going with Jesus. How about you? I don't care what they be doing down here. When that trumpet blow, or it's time for me to go, and I'm in, he said, because the, the ones that are in the grave, they're going to hear his voice. They're going to hear the trumpet and be caught up. The ones that are still alive during that time, they're going to be caught up when they hear the trumpet. Yeah. Shine, 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 shine for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man heard them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to, there it is, to shut up heaven. Who was that? Elijah. Remember? He prayed. Remember? Okay. All right. It's in here. Somebody say it has to be decoded. Say so the Bible is a book of codes. And the Holy Ghost is the decoder. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. Wait a minute, here it is. And have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. Because sometimes I want to run. I don't want to come back here. I don't want to preach no more. And I said, they'll be happy because they don't have to hear this no more. I'm gone. I'm getting up out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you don't know the times I done wrestled. Lord, please, just let me move to somewhere. Somewhere far. I ain't going to tell you where I'm going. These people were so glad that that voice was shut up. That those voices are prophesying about the glorious kingdom of God and his kingdom coming and being set up. The eternal they, they were glad. They wouldn't even allow them to be buried. Then show them, here, here's where I see, then show them no respect. You don't even show folk respect. You're disrespectful. You're just so disrespectful. <laughs> and I don't want to hear it. Tell me what you got to can't help it. Uh-huh. Okay. I've been put in your position too. I came right. I came right. Uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at it. God so happy. Verse 10. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another. <laughs> because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. Because they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. But after three days, somebody say three days, three days. And, a half, and a half, the spirit of what? Life. There it is. Pay close attention. There's a key there. The spirit of life only comes from who? God. What's in our nostrils? His breath of life. And Genesis said, and he blew into man's nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Keep shining, keep shining. Revelation eleven eleven, and after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet. Somebody said, but they were dead. Oh, it's many more instances in the Bible I can show you, but I'm not ready yet because God ain't released me. But He released me for this one today. They were dead. They had laid out there three days. By now, they stink it. But when the spirit of life came, so it doesn't matter how long I lay in the grave. It doesn't matter who's living at that time. When the spirit of life, you're going to get up. Thank you, Father. Don't you remember the bones? Ezekiel asked the spirit of God, can these bones live? What did he tell him to do? Prophesy. What did he tell them to do? Call for the wind. But they didn't put this in there. Call for the wind of life. Call for the wind of life. Bones. No skin. No blood vessels. No sinews yet. But when Ezekiel began to prophesy to the wind, he said, call it from the four corners. North, south, east, and west. Yeah, 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 call for the people, Anna, they're coming from the north, I'm just trying to show you, I don't know what you came to do, call it forth, call it forth. He said, they began to stand up on their feet, a great and mighty army. And then what happened? Sinu came, Tisha came, all from the call. So you're going to tell me God can't rapture you from the grave no matter how many years you've been there? Job said, even after my body has been eaten by worms, I'm going to see him. In my own eye. How Job they go? Your eyes gone. Because Job was speaking of something he had not yet experienced. But he believed in the power of God in such a way. He began to say, I know my redeemer liveth. And he's going to stand at the end. And I'm going to see him for myself. I know he lives. I know he lives. I'm going to see him for myself. I'm going to see it for myself. Yeah. 
That's why I ain't letting you pull me down. I'm not going to, I don't care how you hurt me, how you try to torment me, how you talk about me, how you get misunderstood by me. I got to serve Jesus because I'm going to see him in the end. He calling you up. He said, I'm calling you up, Anna. I'm calling you up. He says in the 11th verse, and after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God, from God, entered into them. And they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them, which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, there it is, come up hither. Did you, did, come up hither. And they did what? And they ascended up to where? Heaven, how? In a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Sometimes I daydream. I just, I be, I, but I want everything to be kind of, you know, I don't want to be looking crazy when I go, you know. Okay, because I know they're going to put them clothes on you and all that crazy whatever I don't know and I thought about they probably gonna call Brittany and say can you do a hair if you don't want to do it you don't have to because I've already made up my mind no I'm serious everybody can't deal with that you know they might call Brittany and say can you do her you know how it looked today baby I told Lord I said and just go like it is it's your hair I gave it to you yeah this you know but it but but if you if you decline that's fine yeah but I know I'm going to sin. I know I'm going to sin. I know I'm going to sin. I'm going to sin. And I understand. But I really believe. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I hear people say, you know, as they're passing, I see my aunt. I see my grandmother. I see this one. I see that one. And I thought about it. I said, well, he's only going to sin, I guess, who you're comfortable with. But it's not. It's an angelical to lead you, because the Bible even says that they escort you into the presence of God. He calling you up. He calling you up. He calling you up. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What did John say? He says, after this, I looked and beheld what? A door. Go back to Revelation chapter 4. I just want to mark that in your Bible now because we're going we're gonna to get there when God releases us about that rapture because it's all throughout the Bible. And how about this one? I can bring you home right now with a little something. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said after his resurrection, many of the dead saints that slept got up, went into the cities, to their relatives' houses, knocked on the door. How would you like for me to come back and knock on the door? Hey, Courtney, you got any bread? Courtney probably run down that house. Said, call the police, call the paramedic, get out of here. Isn't that in your Bible? I believe it. Said they got up and walked through the cities and the towns. And they folks saw him. And they weren't stinking. Had you thought about that? They weren't scary looking. They knew who they were. 
Hallelujah. And you think I'm not going to live this so when it's all over, I can die in Christ? I recall a man on the TV. Listen good. Now, I didn't write this. I'm just sharing. But this man says that he had got up that morning, and he said him and his wife, they normally argue about stuff. You know, they just disagree, whatever. So he gets up this morning. He's got a meeting to go to, and they have this big stump-down, blowed-out argument. So he says he gets in his car. He's headed to the meeting. But before he can get there, he has an accident. His car is hit so bad, he dies. I'm just sharing what I was told. I'm not saying this happened. Okay. But he says, he's thinking to himself, because you can still think. I, try, I showed y'all that in Revelation. You can still think. So he's thinking to himself, wow, I'm on my way. I'm going to meet Jesus. I'm going to get through those pearly gates. So after the journey, he gets there. They tell him, you can't come through. So he's standing there like, why can't I come through? You didn't settle. Because, see, this wasn't a one-time argument. This was strife going on and big, I mean, and, and that's why as a wife, you have to learn, whether, whether, I'm going to say this, whether it's the husband or the wife. As a Christian husband or a Christian wife, you have to learn not to be so bickerish and always fussing and fighting because it disturbs that spiritual atmosphere. And God is not pleased. Even the word of God says the wrath of mankind worketh not the patience and love of God. God ain't in that. So you have to learn to shut up. And, but not just shut up. Go pray to things turn around. And I've often said it. It might not change that woman man, but it's going to change you. It might not change that man woman, but it's going to change you. You're going to change. So he was allowed to come back and tell his story. But he also was given time to go back. And he said he apologized to his wife. He told her there will be no more bickering. They can talk about some things. And if they disagree, they'll leave the table and come back. But it won't be no more of that. See, it disturbs your home. When there's strife and envy, bickering, hatred, malice, shut up unforgiveness in the heart. It really, people don't believe this. It disturbs your atmosphere in that house. And prosperity can't flow. The love of God can't flow. The power of God can't flow. I'm preaching real good. I'm preaching real good with the help of the good Lord. With the, with the help of the good Lord. What's happening? All right, we're going. He said there was a door that was open. Go back to Revelation chapter 4. But I just want to share Matthew with you. Because that's in your Bible, right? All right. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going to keep holding you. Just give me a minute. We're going to get out of here. About to let you go in just a minute. Because, see, I get happy. And they have to carry me on out to the car. Yeah, I get real happy. But anyway. 
Thank you, Father, for your word. I got to hold on. Somebody say, I got to hold on. Say, I got to stand firm. Say, I can't let go. Say, no matter what happens, what come or go, I got to hold. Could you imagine me getting up, trying to preach this type of revelation, and I've been in sin all week? It ain't going to work. So I do it, I live it too, not, because, not only because I'm, I'm not being separated from the Lord. Amen. I like this atmosphere. I like this dimension. But I know how to stay here. I know what it's going to take. But guess what? It's not just for me. But I preached that many years. I kept telling them, God said, do this, 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 this. This is how you come up. This is how you do this. This is how you get in the presence of God. You can't go in the presence of God any kind of way. Tell about the Lord understand me. God knew I got some of my mama in me. Well, get it out. Amen. God knew I got some of my daddy in me. Get it out. Let him get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What did he say? He says things that must be hereafter. Verse 2, he says, and immediately I was where? In the spirit, caught up in a heavenly place. And behold, a throne was set in heaven and one set on the throne. And he that set was to look upon like a jasper. And a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty beasts, seats, seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. See, God got his own counsel in heaven. It's a seat of 24 elders that's, that's up there with him. Uh, uh, heaven is, is organized. It ain't no junk. It ain't just running around speaking in tongues and falling all over the clouds. And I know that's what we think. It's, it's got order. It's got a council. And it says, and I saw four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiments, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And we talked a little bit on that, right? Amen. Did we not? Amen. Okay. We, we, we touched on that a little bit. Okay. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a, a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Okay? Now all of these faces represents different directions in the earth. They represent different things in the earth. Oh, I'm telling you, heaven is organized. It's not like what you're thinking. I'm going to be on flowery beds of ease, eating cake and ice cream all day. No, you might get some cake and ice cream for dinner. Ooh, and see, they don't understand that either. Whatever we were doing here. See, he still won't release me to show you that kingdom in, in the Old Testament and how some were cleaning the bathroom, some going to sweep the floor, 
Really, I, 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 I tell God all the time, just let, show me to my room. And as long as I know you're there and I'm not, I'd have made it. It's all good. It's all good for me. Just show me to my room. There are rooms in heaven for real. I'll never forget. The Lord caught me up. I had this vision. This was after my daddy passed. This is no lie. And we were having some big party. And it was my mom's turn to go. Now, don't y'all tell her this because she, she don't like me talking. <laughs> she gets crazy. But I said, but mom, come on. But anyway, we had some big gathering. I mean, it was humongous at some place. But it was time for her to go as well. And so I took her by the hand. We never talked. I just took her by the hand. And we went to this door. And I remember stepping up into the room. And when the door opened and we stepped in the room, I said, oh, my God, there was a fireplace. I'm not lying. There was a bare skin rug, fur rug on the floor. I said, what in the world? And you talking about immaculate? I'm talking about stuff you can't even go and order out the catalog. It was so comforting, so warm, so cozy. So I took it in the room. My dad's bed was this way. And my mom's bed was over here this way. And I left her, and I stepped back out and closed the door. Let me tell y'all something. Don't let nobody fool you. Heaven is not just sitting up on clouds floating around. It's a real place with real things, tangible things. Because the Bible says I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you can be also. He says in my father's house, there are many. Hold it, hold it, hold it. What did he say? Many what? Have you ever been in a mansion? Have you ever been in a mansion? When he says that, he means it just like that. It's real. And my daddy wasn't sitting there like a corpse. He just looked. He nodded his head. I nodded my head because we know how to greet each other because you don't, you don't do a whole lot of talking with him. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. But it was so, and because in my mind I was saying, wow, daddy, you living it up. Good grief. It's real, y'all. Let me move on so we can go. Let me, let me move on. Somebody say it's real. It's real. Say it's real. it's real. What does he say? The beast. Verse 8. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So we're still going to be giving him praise even there. We're still going to give him praise 
even there. Let's wrap this up. By the time you get to Revelation chapter 5, you'll notice that the Lamb opens the seven-seal book. This begins the tribulation period. When God speaks about the wrath to come, that's what he's talking about. He's saying, I'm, I'm, I want to save you now from the wrath that is going to come because of the rejection of him. All backsliders that won't come back to God. All those who play in church, got one foot in the church, one foot in the world. You're going to be left behind. But you'll still have a chance to get saved. The only difference is there will be no blood but, but your blood. Now, you, you know, you still got to recognize Jesus, but you have to give your own life for it. No, I'd rather go this way. He's, he's already carried the cross, right? He's already died on the cross, right? Lord, have mercy. I couldn't have took it no way. I couldn't have took it no way. So then in chapter 5, you have that seven seal book is opened by the Lamb of God, which begins the tribulation period. And the tribulation period is for the Jewish people who have rejected Christ, the backslider who will not repent and return to Christ, the people who said they were saved and were playing saved, and the enemies of Jesus Christ. That's what it's going to be for. We the body of Christ. Better come on here and be the body. But, you know, I, I get along with people real well that are out here in the world. You know why? At least they real. Amen. Now, I stay saved, but I'm saying I don't have to put on with them. I know you a devil. You like what you do. You in sin. But church folk, they got all kinds of masks. They don't just wear them for Mardi Gras. And then you standing there, unless you got the spirit of discernment, trying to figure out what mask you got on today. Who are you today? That just, that brothers, you know what I'm saying? Just be who you are. Amen. I could deal better with you. Just be who you are. Amen. Stop putting on, because I see you anyway through the Holy Spirit. There's something called discernment. It lets you know. Watch this. You can't just look at a person and say, you poor or rich, or you this or that by your clothing. It goes into the spirit realm and shows what spirit is operating in that person. They don't like that. Well. <laughs> oh, so now they're going to put on two or three masks now when they come around me. God got eyes of flame of fire. Read Revelation. Amen. That don't mean nothing to him. The eyes of the Lord are Everywhere. beholding the. I'm fixing to go. Thank you, Lord. Before I go, then you have a testimony. Okay, okay, wait a minute. You got it. You got it. Just a little bit. We the body of Christ. And God is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. The Lord is going to return. Amen. The rapture is real. Whether you've seen it or not. The people in Noah, they had never seen. Did you know that? They had never seen rain. Never. 
didn't know what he looked like. He just wanted them to, uh-oh, receive it by faith. We're in a dispensation. He just wants the people to receive it by faith. And it's going to run from Pentecost to the rapture. When the rapture takes place, the body won't be on the earth anymore. Anyway, God bless you. Give the word of the Lord a hand.